Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode number 101 of the podcast for October 25th, 2010. Today, I will be talking with Keith Seiberg. He is the former chairman of AME, the Association for Manufacturing Excellence. And we're going to be talking about the idea of consortiums or consortia. That's hard to say. I stumble over that word in the podcast. But the idea of companies collaborating and working with each other to share and inspire each other to do better. So Keith uh, has been involved in a lot of those efforts, and that's the main topic for today. As always, I want to thank you for listening. Visit us at leanblog.org. And for all of the 100 prior episodes, you can go to leanpodcast.org, or you can subscribe in Apple iTunes. Well, our guest today on the podcast is Keith Seiberg. Thanks for joining us, Keith. Mark, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. Can you start by tell us, um, just you know, introduce yourself and some of your background and, and what it is that um, you do professionally? Well, I come to this in, a, in kind of a unique way. Uh, 20 years ago, I was a college dean of students mm-hmm. and uh, transitioned actually into the uh, executive search world in manufacturing and uh, um, really began working with senior manufacturing leaders across the country. And about 15 years ago, because of the work that I was doing, someone said, you ought to know about this organization called AME, the Association for Manufacturing Excellence, which I know you're aware of. Right. And uh, uh, joined the organization at that point, and that that really began my introduction and even love of the lean concepts. I I had the privilege of, uh, of being a regional director for AME, and then actually uh, chaired one of our conferences, or international conferences, which, again, I think you're a bit aware of, yep. and then actually became the uh, chairman of AME. And uh, I'm now in the best job. I'm past chair uh, of the association. But as you know, it's about five, 6,000 people worldwide who are very, very passionate about lean and continuous improvement. And uh, it's been a wonderful part of my business, but it's also been just a wonderful part of my professional development as well. And, and to mention that conference, um, the 2010 conference in Baltimore is uh, coming up pretty soon, correct? Thanks for that plug, yes, um, in uh, November. And, and people can learn more. It's uh, ameconference.org, uh, November 15th. Um, that's that's one of the reasons we're we're talking today is to help give mention of um, (laughs) the the AME conference now just as as maybe some additional background um, uh, if you can tell us a little bit so you you got the introduction to lean Um, what what were some of your early experiences or or insights that sort of drew you into the lean into the lean world pretty deeply well there are some some obvious uh, things just about uh, improved productivity and cost savings and, and all of those normal things that people look for. I guess I was mostly drawn, though, to the people aspect, the cultural aspect of lean. And I, 
unfortunately, I think some people have even decided not to use the word lean as they roll out their different programs because so many people think it means uh, cutting heads or losing jobs when, in fact, the real value is the, is the bringing together of people, the, the opportunity to, for people to work in closer and, and even dramatically different ways um, right. to, to accomplish things that no one person could have done. And I think what's really interesting is when you, you develop some of these practices and concepts at a workplace, and, and they become so ingrained in people that they take them home. They begin to work with their families in different ways. They begin to, you know, shadow board their garage. They begin to do all sorts of other things, and it really becomes part of the DNA of their life. And uh, I, I think that's really what's exciting about the lean continuous improvement concept. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the word lean in the the everyday colloquial use of the word. I mean, we all see headlines that refer to, you know, living in lean times. And unfortunately, you know, what those headlines mean is, you know, that, that people don't have enough resources or they don't have enough opportunity. It's, it's, it's certainly a different meaning than, you know, the quote-unquote lean enterprise or, or lean thinking uh, type approach. That, that, that word certainly can get in the way. Um, a absolutely, and, and, and certainly there are some times when maybe your resources are less than what you want, so you have to get creative. But so many people that, that I know, that you know, their business is booming. Uh, they're growing so fast they don't know how to deal with it, uh, or they're going into new businesses, and, and the lean mindset is as valuable, if not more so, uh, in those situations. Right. Yeah. I mean, people often lose sight that lean can be a very effective growth strategy. Exactly. Um, not just a, uh, a quote-unquote cost-cutting. And you know, cost-cutting has been around forever, and, and I think lean, you know, provides. Uh, or I'm sure we're in agreement. Lean provides um, some some new thinking and different alternatives to, to just kind of traditional slash and burn approaches. Uh, I think that's well put. That's right. Now, you know, you talk about all these different concepts um, with Lean, and our, our main topic for today was going to be this idea of, of sharing and, and collaborating through um, industry uh, cons consortium groups, or consortia, I guess is um, uh, yes. the plural, consortia. I have trouble saying that, but I'll let you talk about this since um, I'm, you, you have some experiences and thoughts to share. Why are the, uh, the idea of um, you know, consortium groups uh, beneficial for organizations that are trying to learn more about lean. Well, it, uh, it it's interesting. We've been talking, and I'll go back to AME because that's um, really how I come to the table with this. Uh, AME is uh, again, as you know, is so much, and lean is so much about collaborating with people. And we've been talking about the idea of consortia at AME for for many years. And we have uh, numerous AME friends around the country, up in the northwest part of the country, Jacksonville, Virginia, uh, friends of AME, members of AME who have started their own consortia. But it is the idea, Mark, that, that people can come together, ideally face-to-face, -to -face, which 
typically means in a somewhat close geographical proximity. You can do them over the phone. You can do them on conference calls. But the, the, the real value, the breakthrough value, we think, comes from being face-to-face -face in a room, in somebody's plant, going to the Gimba, and, and learning in that fashion. So what we have done at AME are, are a couple of things. We got it started with our a conference. As you know, a touring a good regional manufacturers is part of what we do as a conference. And we'll typically have 20, 30, 40 companies open their doors mm -hmm. uh, to our conference attendees. But once the conference stopped, those folks all went away and they, they went back to working and, and doing what they do. Um, we decided that we should take advantage of all of that work that's been done in creating those tour companies. And we started that uh, last year with our conference in Cincinnati. We had about 25, 30 companies as part of the tour program. And when the conference ended, about 70% of those companies immediately signed up to be part of our inaugural consortium. Oh, great. Uh, it, it, it went marvelously well. Uh, they were very energetic. That consortium is up and running, doing well. Weekly activities, the sharing is immense. And they're all within a 20, 30 mile radius. And uh, we intend to, to follow that model and do that with subsequent conferences. But I think we want to go faster than that. And we're looking at ways right now to um, begin some consortia in some of our major membership cities, for example, where there are a lot of AME members, cities where we've done past conferences, and Mark, we're even looking at how do we develop affiliate programs. They might not be under the umbrella of AME, if you will, sort of a franchise, but how do some of these other great consortia, whether they're through some of our AME friends, universities have consortia, economic development organizations have consortia, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, so how do we offer some of the things that AME is known for and, and, uh, and some of the value add that we can provide in an affiliate status to some of these others. So we're just getting started. We're, we're certainly uh, crawling, not walking or even running, but uh, we've budgeted actually a chunk of money uh, for next year in AME to begin going after this uh, more earnestly. So we're just we're very excited as to what this can mean to our membership, but also to the manufacturing uh, and industrial community in North America in general, which is our goal, which is our target. Yeah. Well, I, I'll try to provide some poll um, to try to help set up something here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, former home, former site of an AME conference, correct? A great conference, yes. We probably had 2,000 members uh, 2,000 oh. attendees at that conference. Yeah, so just from a, a personal perspective, I've been involved with some other people in the community here uh, to try to figure out um, across different organizations how can people learn and share. My personal interest is to also help uh, take some of that learning and collaboration uh, into the healthcare space because there uh, are so many examples, not to get too sidetracked on this, but you know, so many leading lean healthcare organizations have benefited um, so directly from the coaching and mentoring that's come from 
very experienced lean manufacturing industry leaders uh, in Wisconsin with ThetaCare and in Iowa and Seattle. And every place you see a lot of good lean healthcare, you also see connections to some very good lean manufacturing companies. You are exactly right, whether it's medical, whether it's the government. At our AME conference uh, a couple of years ago, um, probably the, the most uh, uh, widely listened to keynote address we had was a, a chief executive officer of Toronto's major hospital mm-hmm. uh, who had a, a lean mindset. It was a fascinating discussion. And, and to your point, uh, Mark, our conference in 2011 um, is back in Dallas. So there's a great opportunity to begin thinking about how we develop a consortia there. I will, I will be there, and uh, I'll definitely we'll, we'll pick up that discussion more specifically outside of, uh, of a podcast. That's Look great. forward to it. Um, now, you talk about the, the local learning and, and going to the Gemba and, and sharing. Um, I'd be curious to hear some of your thoughts on making that a, a real meaningful experience as opposed to you know, what some people have described as, you know, industrial tourism, if you will. Um, you know, Toyota, you know, often and, and repeatedly made the point that, you know, they were not afraid to let their big three competitors, for example, come and tour their factories because I think, you know, one Toyota person said um, think in a very interesting way that, you know, those visitors don't see the soul of what we're doing. They see tools and they see practices, and we're not worried if they go and copy that because they're not really – you know, going to understand the, the real core of the things you were talking about, how people work together in a, a team environment, um, how do you create that right culture. So what, what are some of the things that you've seen that work well in helping these consortium members kind of get deeper than just um, a quick tour? That's a great point, and you're right. Sometimes uh, these consortium groups, are, they're very informal, they're very loose, they may not even meet all that often, and, and they do become more industrial tour organizations, and that, that's fine, but that comes to an end pretty quickly in terms of its value. Uh, our notion of consortia, and again, that's why the sort of the local, personal, frequent interface is our model, because you, you, you do obviously tour somebody's site, but you you train together, you, you bring in speakers together, you uh, offer your certification programs to other members of the consortia, you share um, visual uh, aids, you help folks decide uh, maybe what equipment they want to purchase, you, you participate in another company's Kaizen event or a Blitz. So it, it really is so much deeper than just the Chamber of Commerce tour. Mm-hmm. Again, those have value, but that wears off. And, and for people who are really interested in becoming strong and lean, you know, once they taste a little bit of that, they want more and they want more and they want more. And we think this consortia idea is just tailor-made for this because then you can, you can be exposed to other companies but you can also be exposed to other functional leaders. In, in my business, in my search practice, I'm just amazed at how often people say they don't really know who else is doing 
what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the consortia is tailor-made to break that down. You can, you can come together as companies. You can come together as vice presidents of manufacturing or directors of sales or CFOs. Um, we see this even as a great opportunity to develop consortia activity among CEOs who are so often the most isolated mm-hmm. leaders that you can imagine. They never have time. They don't know who to go talk to. Uh, so we think it's just a, a, a perfect way to get people together in ways that they have not gotten together before or been exposed to before. Yeah, and uh, we've seen the same thing in our Healthcare Value Leaders Network efforts, um, uh, getting the CEOs talking to each other because, you know, that, that peer-to-peer sharing, you know, the CEOs have specific issues that they benefit from talking to each other with. You know, the vice presidents have their own issues and, and you know, the frontline improvement staff and improvement facilitators have their own issues. Um, but uh, that point of, you know, like you said, people often just don't know who's out there. We've, we've had some people use the phrase that, you know, they feel like they're the lonely lean leader, that they're, you know, kind of right. swimming upstream in their own organization and they feel like they're all alone in this and they're not. So, you know, that idea of social support, um, exactly. talking about change management and things like that are often critical, right? And especially when those other people can not only show you the desired state, uh, but I think more importantly, they can even talk about the beginning, the struggles they had, where they fell down and had to get back up, where they had to change course. I think that can, mm-hmm. that can be so much value to people as they're going through the journey. Yeah, I think more so than just saying, you know, uh, look how great we are. Look at all exactly. the wonderful things we've done. When people are open and honest to talk about challenges or even mistakes, if you will, right? That's yeah, point. the old saying, the, the guy who's on top of the mountain didn't fall there. Uh, and I think that applies to what we're talking about here. Yeah. So now you've, you've, uh, just to give kind of lay of the land of some consortium efforts, you know, um, through AME and otherwise. Uh, I, I've talked before on the podcast with people from Jacksonville, um, Jerry Bustle, um, Joe Rizzo, um, Sammy Bari, the lean dentist. You know, th- those are people yes. involved in collaboration efforts in Jacksonville, and uh, they have AME ties. What, what are some of the other pockets that are current where, where this is currently happening in the U.S.? Well, they're they're really all over, uh, as you might imagine. Uh, there's a uh, a marvelous uh, lean or continuous improvement network in the uh, Northwest. It's a 50, 60, 70 member organization, uh, and again, many friends of AME uh, are involved with that. There's a, uh, a, a relatively new startup. Uh, uh, Glenn Marshall, a board member of AME, has started a program in Virginia, um, uh, Chicago just really all over the country, people are beginning to see the value of this. And as I said, whether it's AME, whether it's universities, whether it's economic development organizations, whether it's MEPs, uh, it really is not a new concept, but one that has tremendous potential. And maybe a sort of a final wrapping up thought. Uh, If people listening want some help or assistance 
in trying to help set up a, a consortium like this in their, in their area? What are some ways that they can uh, possibly get in touch with AME or get in touch with yourself or some others that can share some ideas about this? The, uh, the, thank you for that. Again, the, the, uh, if you go to ame.org, there is a, a button on the website, and um, I think it links you to a, uh, a couple of page summary about what we're trying to do with AME. And, and my name is at the bottom of that, I think. Uh, but uh, uh, certainly people can uh, give me a call, uh, send me an email. Uh, Smith & Cyberg is the name of our firm. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll plug that. But if you go on that site, the, my contact information and everything is on there. So. Okay, so if people go to ame.org and, and look, or I'll, I'll post a more specific link um, on the blog post page All right. uh, for this podcast episode. Um, okay, well, well, Keith, I want to thank you for taking time out uh, to talk about uh, a little bit of you know, what's going on uh, with AME and that organization, uh, and as well the, this idea of uh, consortium and, and collaboration. Do you, do you have a, maybe a, a final thought to wrap up and uh, leave the listeners with. Well, Mark, thank you, obviously, for the opportunity to discuss this. And, and uh, let us plug AME a little bit. I know you're a, you're a friend. Uh, but I think most importantly, just the, the notion of consortia is critical. It's a, it's a key part of, of our go-forward strategy with AME. But I think even the bigger picture, um, it, it's just as we talked about early on, it's the mindset, it's the culture of lean, of continuous improvement. Whatever your business is, wherever you're located in that business, whatever uh, your title is, uh, the, the notion that you should always trying, always trying to, be get, to, to get better, to improve, and you do that best by engaging and including other people. So whether that's your business, your family, your church, your little league uh, community, whatever it is, it's a, we think it's just a great way to operate and live. Well, excellent. That's a good point to end on. So Keith Steiberg, I want to thank you again for speaking to us today on the podcast. Mark, thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.